0: So Al, what is your May recommendation?
1: My monthly recommendation for May is The Mortal Engines, or maybe just Mortal Engines, there might not be a the in there, Um, by Philip Reeve. It's a young adult uh, steampunk book that uh, Peter Jackson made into a film last December. Unfortunately, didn't do too well at the box office, bit of a bomb. The critics weren't such a fan, but what do you expect when about 90% of the film is CG? Um, so yeah, I've read that. I really enjoyed it. I will probably read the other three books in the quadrilogy at some point, but mm-hmm. I've got higher things on my list of priorities right now um <laughs> but i yeah i really recommend I really enjoy it and would recommend it to adult readers, even though it's aimed at kids. Mm, that's cool, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, and so um my may recommendation and following on from the Jacksons, Mm -hmm. it's a book by Shirley Jackson, not related, but Mm -hmm. hey-ho. The Haunting of Hill House. So, um, like, I wanted to read it because I heard about the Netflix special, and it did really well, lots of people were talking about it, it was all over social media, and I thought, okay, as I love to read books before I see the movie or TV adaptation, whatever, let me go read it. And I'm actually really enjoying it, so um, I definitely recommend, haunting of Hill House I haven't finished it yet but um, I'm halfway through or maybe maybe just a little bit less than halfway through and it's really good so I definitely will recommend that yeah so if you've got time uh, which <laughs> I hope you do have because now we are in the summer period yes. <laughs> <laughs> so go and check out uh, Mortal Engines and the Haunting of Hill House but that is the end of our May recommendations and we're going to head on to the show
1: Hi I'm Danny. Hi I'm Alice. And this
0: is According to Us. So what are we going to be talking about this week Al?
1: This week we are going to be talking about all things environment. It uh, seems quite relevant in uh, light of the whole Extinction Rebellion uh, things that have been happening Mm -hmm. recently. Also the British government declaring a climate emergency and surprisingly we're the first ones in the world to do it. Mm. Um, And just like a general conversation about it I suppose. it's definitely a topic that's got way, way louder in terms of like discussions that people are having, mm-hmm. um, definitely. in the last few months. So we thought we'd give our, t- is it give our two cents? Two pence. Two pence. Mm-hmm. When you're like giving your mm-hmm. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I swear it is sense. Well, I
0: guess Wh- whatever English it means. Yeah, <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Then. Very American. Isn't it? Yeah. Then two cents.
1: Yeah. Um, so what do we wanna, what topic, what what injustice do we want <laughs> to tackle first? Because um, there are many.
0: You're right, you're right. But as you mentioned, Extinction Rebellion, should we start mm-hmm. off with that?
1: Yeah, they, that seems like quite a good place to start, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, they've caused quite a lot of controversy, actually. Mm-hmm. Um And I find myself very much on their side, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. My brother lives in London. He got very annoyed by people gluing themselves to the ground outside of his office, sent a uh, picture to our family group chat, like, oh, this is so annoying. And then we had a whole big debate about that over WhatsApp, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oof. um, Because, yeah, all of my family don't think that this, the disruption is productive, and that they think that it's not going to do anything, even though it has done something. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really difficult because... On the one hand, yes, it is disruptive. If people are blocking off main roads and stuff, it is gonna delay emergency service vehicles. It takes up quite a lot of police time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure London is full of crime. Yes, Um, when
0: I was up in London, actually, uh, during the Easter break, I saw um, the protesters and there was a lot of police. mm. So I can definitely see that side of the argument.
1: Um,
0: But like you were saying, however, we need to get attention to Mm. climate change. And if that means having to protest um, peacefully as well. Yeah, exactly. um, There's
1: nothing violent mm -hmm, about them. mm
0: -hmm, Exactly.
1: If anything, people are inconveniencing themselves. I mean, I wouldn't want to get my bare ass out in Parliament. (laughs) But uh, people did it. Yeah, exactly. There was a girl I saw on, I think it was like a video on Facebook. She was Mm -hmm. writing her dissertation and another essay alongside it whilst being chained to the pavement.
0: Wow, see, Uh, that that dedication. That's dedication. Mm -hmm.
1: But I I do see her point because it's like, well, if the world is going to be completely and utterly ruined in 12 years, what is the point of doing Mm -hmm. things now? Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing that inspired um, Greta Thunberg. I probably just really butchered her name. (laughs) The whole thing that inspired her is that she was at school one day and she just thought, what is the point of me being here Mm -hmm. if I'm not gonna have a future? Yes,
0: yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought her up because um, young people like her and Sam Appleton, who is um, an Oxford undergrad, but has actually stopped education mm. to be a social activist because of these kind of things. So it's so lovely to see young people, younger than us in our age, kind of speaking up and being a part of this movement at the forefront. Yeah. Because usually our voices kind of get drowned out <laughs> by uh older people, especially white older men. Ugh. And so having uh women and young people and all of those people who are usually marginalised being yeah. at the centre of this movement is really lovely.
1: Yeah, especially because um, Greta's autistic as well. Mm-hmm. And so public speaking cannot be easy mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she is willing to put herself in that position and I love how sassy she is Mm -hmm. she was like when governments are acting like children it's time for the actual children to step up and do something about it like the fact that a 16 year old has managed to do more than most parliaments and governments have done Mm -hmm. in the last 20 years in about six months just proves that young people are the future
0: it really does and I'm so glad that people are paying attention to young people now the only thing I would say I'm um, kind of i mean, about one of their tactics was the disruption they made to public mm. transport yeah, only because this is one of the things that we should be promoting to people to mm. use public transport I and mean, for yeah. that to be a yeah, disruption. that's
1: true actually I hadn't thought about that.
0: Yeah so that was the only thing I was a little bit like I understand why because mm. like you said we need attention on this movement, this is very serious for us and a lot of people either think it's a myth or they think oh, I was not going to happen to us so why should mm. we worry about it which is noth- It's never a good way to look at anything.
1: It's climate change denied I just don't understand people who it, <laughs> it deny climate so silly, change. Yeah. I was in the pub the other night and there was someone there who i I think he believed in climate change he just didn't think it was as bad as everyone exactly yeah but Mm -hmm. there was someone else there who literally spends his life his whole career as a mathematician is based around making climate models so like what what sort of trends are gonna happen in the next sort of 50 to 100 years in terms of global warming he was showing him data and this, mm-hmm. like, on his phone, yeah. he had graphs, he had facts and figures. And this other person was just having
0: none of yeah, it. Yeah, like, fake news. And it's Which like, is ridiculous, ugh. but it's right in your face. The it's scientists staring. are not lying. This is not a conspiracy. Not also that. Just, like, forget data. But when you walk outside mm. and you see it's sunny when it's mid-April and you're, like, sunny and hot. You're, like, this yeah. isn't right here. Like, there's something going on.
1: And we had that weird um, hot streak in, when was it?
0: February? Yeah, February or March. February or March.
1: It was like a week of about 15 degrees. And everyone was like, hold on. Exactly. That's not right. That's not
0: right. So things like that, which is staring you in the face and you're still like, hmm. And then you get people like Donald Trump who
1: are like, oh, it's snowing in January. So therefore climate change isn't real. And it's like, that's just what happens in winter yeah, donald
0: exactly I and
1: that's probably gonna stop happening in a few years <laughs> yes. if you don't get up off your
0: ass and do something That's big, isn't it it's crazy it's absolutely crazy how mm. people are still denying what is right in front of them yeah
1: and the thing is with the whole weather thing as well mm. people in this country probably don't appreciate how bad global warming and climate change are actually going to be for them because mm. they're not seeing the immediate effects now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People on the equator, people on small island nations mm-hmm, are getting mm-hmm. absolutely ruined by tsunamis mm-hmm. and freak weather.
0: They're getting displaced and I saw something Mozambique. in the Guardian. Mozambique. Yeah, exactly. I saw something in the Guardian today about um, people in, U- in the UK who live on coastal towns and things like that mm. are going to have to be displaced because mm-hmm. of the rising sea levels. And We're going to be climate yeah. refugees exactly and it's like until it happens to you a lot of people feel this mm. anyway until it happens to you it's not a problem or we don't need to worry about it or they should deal with it themselves and then we're kind of chipping if we feel like we need to and that's yeah. not the kind of way we should be thinking about this i know so yeah because
1: yeah, mozambique has been completely flattened by mm-hmm. a quick succession of tsunamis yeah mm-hmm. over the past two months and that is purely a result of climate change, mm-hmm, yeah. and it will happen in these tropical places first. But just because you can't see it, doesn't mean that it's not it's happening. happening. Yeah, because there's something like six million people. I think I think it's six million people in the UK who live on the coast mm-hmm. who will all be displaced yep. mm-hmm. once uh, sea levels rise badly enough
0: and then it will be a national and then everyone problem. will go ah yeah now it's our yes, problem exactly but <laughs> the thing is
1: it's then too late yes so that. it's like what you don't believe the evidence until it's right there in front of you and by that point it's too late so uh, I know. why do we never learn <laughs>
0: it's like we want to do prevention care but yet we will only do care what is happening like we should be doing steps now to yeah. make sure that this doesn't happen
1: did you um, see the David Attenborough uh, climate change the facts oh, no, documentary it. it's on iPlayer mm. it's really good and I think it, it, I mean uh, to some extent it's worrying that people will only listen when someone like David Attenborough yes. steps in yeah. but equally it's good that there is a figurehead who will make people sit up and listen yes, who like after kind of Planet Earth in. and yeah. um, Blue Planet 2 and stuff I think plastic usage actually went down for a bit. It did, yeah. Um, in this country. But, um, oh, I've forgotten where I was going on that tangent. <laughs> yeah. David Attenborough, Climate Change The Facts. What was he saying? Um, No, the thought's gone. But it was a very good documentary. <laughs> I can imagine. what like um, you were saying,
0: just having a figurehead uh, for the UK and people believing him, it is great, but we just, we can't, keep being beholden on this one person to come to kind of come to the forefront every like I've just
1: remembered what I was going to say okay so Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've basically passed the point now Mm -hmm. where we can prevent climate change we are but we are there's a point Mm -hmm. in about 20 or 30 years that is the point of no report no return point of no return yes I have heard this so Uh it's sort of like a precipice Mm -hmm. and once we go over it we are completely and utterly ruined I think it's
0: like 2040 something like
1: that yeah it's the is like the precipice. Mm-hmm. So we can't stop it. We can do damage control yes. now, like if we act literally right now, right this second, and then it will potentially stop us going back over that brink. Mm-hmm. But if we continue to do nothing about it, we will seriously topple straight over the edge and into environmental decline. Yeah.
0: And it will be our fault. And there's it will nothing... Be. Um, we c- there's no one we could blame, nothing we could really say because of this kind of lax attitude we have yeah. to, um, like you're saying, doing damage control right now. But I right? think
1: people genuinely don't realise that environmental um, collapse will also equal the collapse of our civilization. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Like, I, I can't, I'm wide, well, I'm not sure how we... Pr- think we're going to get around it perhaps we think that we'll expand into space but yeah yeah. there's no way that in the next 20 or 30 years space travel will be commercialized enough to get everyone off this planet and Mm. onto another one
0: yeah i like that you said that as well because um I was talking about this with a friend the other day about how expensive this movement really is. So mm. even if we did have space travel, not every layman is going to be able to afford that anyway. Mm. To be going, it would be the the people who have caused it will be the people who are fine. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, so wanting to be sustainable and um, live a richer richer life, but also uh, be not contributing to the damage that is our environment is. When you look at it in grand scheme, it's like all of these companies are bringing out these like cool, fancy things like mm. water bottles, for example. Or maybe you're going to designers and wanting to get sustainable COVID because fast fashion is another Ugh. big problem. Because watching a documentary the other day about oh, it, it was like
1: the Stacey Dooley one, yeah, exactly. Oh, I love and Stacey ab- Dooley,
0: yeah, <laughs> and about the, ma- the amount of water that mm. we use to cotton make cotton is awful yeah, to make this, um, to make these clothes. And um, I understand why people are still going to Primark and um, Topshop and things like that because mm. it's cheaper, so like. Not everyone could afford to go to one of these. To designers. go green, mm-hmm. yeah, and I that's think one we... of the things I I do, like I, I absolutely are for this movement and I'm a part of it myself. But one of the things is that the social mobility with our people, a lot of the time it's like we. Need it to is find, a privilege. It isn't is. It? it really is a privilege, and yeah. a lot of people don't really understand that either. So it's like, oh you must do this, you must do that. But it's like think about the people who are living on the breadline right now. Yeah, exactly. They, contribute they can barely afford way. to feed themselves, mm-hmm. let
1: alone fork out twenty five quid for a chilies bottle. Exactly.
0: That was one of the things I was going to say about like and it kind of becomes a social currency in a way. Mm. So some people obviously are very um kind of environmentally inclined. So they are going to get the chilies bottle or just a metal water bottle in general. But then some people are buying it just to say I have a chili bottle, and then yeah. it kind of social it's like, oh look
1: how much I'm doing, and it's like well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you've just driven down to the shops when you could have walked. You're yeah. eating meat six times yep. a week,
0: exactly. Yeah, you, like, you don't
1: use any sort of recycling. You drink a plastic mm-hmm, bottle mm-hmm. of water a day, like it,
0: yeah. It's, it is it is one of those things, and so it's kind of like we need to be. Um, it needs to be more accessible for a start but Mm. we also need to do it for the right reasons not just kind of be like oh look what I'm doing for this oh look I'm so sustainable yeah like you want us to bake you cookies but like this is not the time for anyone to be baking anything like come on now so no pat on the backs I mean and
1: it definitely I think environmentalism does very much require sacrifice it does Um, it does there I was I think i saw it in a BBC article that in order for us to go completely carbon neutral by 2025, mm. which is what Extinction Rebellion proposed, every person in the UK would be limited to about one flight a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, thinking about that as, as a person who loves traveling, the repercussions, I hate the repercussions. Like I don't, I want to keep traveling as long as possible. And it's not like there aren't other forms of travel. It's just that planes genuinely are the most Efficient way to get Mm -hmm. around it
0: really is true, isn't it? And so, um, having that luxury again, and that, and people saying, okay, for this, in order to, uh, in order for us to have a longer life, we have to cut down on these things. Mm. In a way, it is, it is sad because, like you were saying, like you want to travel, you want to experience new things. Mm. In order to do that, in order to enrich your life on a personal level, but but also a cultural level, is to travel or go to new places, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely understand, which
1: is quite gutting but then I think I would be a massive hypocrite if I then went and hopped on 10 flights a year you <laughs> definitely know? definitely uh-huh. um because I find a lot the same reason it's sort of like I I try not to criticize people because I am a vegetarian and mm. obviously it's quite easy for people to say oh you're getting up on your high horse yes uh-huh. stop preaching at yeah, us uh-huh, uh-huh. but it's sort of like I I found it remarkably easy to give up meat Mm -hmm. Once I was out of like the flexitarian stage in the first (laughs) sort of year or so when everyone uttered me about eating Haribo and I went to a meat counter once and had one burger that was like my only relapse. So once I was like out of that phase, Mm -hmm. I found Mm -hmm. it really easy to give up meat. And so I look at people now who say, oh, I love bacon too much or, oh, I love chicken or, oh, I love beef. And it's like, well, I mean, I liked meat but I still managed to give it up. Like, mm-hmm. self-control is remarkably easy mm-hmm. if you have the right amount of willpower. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it comes to something that I love, mm-hmm. like flights, I do understand mm-hmm. why they wouldn't want to mm-hmm. give that up. Yeah,
0: um, And go back to this food thing as well, it's like, we're not saying you have to become vegetarian or vegan. Like, if you still like meat, you don't have to have it every day. Or if mm. you're going to get it, get it free range. Yeah. Or go to your local butchers and things like that. Don't... Be contributing into like this factory farming kind of oh, lifestyle yeah. while you're getting it from the supermarket, and they're pumping so many things in. It's not mm. even good for you anyway. Yeah. So like people who say, "Oh, I love chicken, I love bacon," like, I do understand that point, um, but. You don't have to have that every day. You can have it as a luxury. That maybe if you want to start off, like you said, the flexitarian stage, Mm. or you're having it as a luxury, so you may be having it once a month and things like that, that's still okay. Yeah, because the the
1: meat industry is horrendous. Exactly, I mean, just as like a side note, I was having this discussion, funnily enough, yesterday, um, and apparently the average age of a chicken when it dies is Mm. about five weeks. So they're pretty much only just out of the chick stage. They've Mm. been force-fed to within an inch of their lives. And then people eat it and i can't imagine it's that good for you that's um, the
0: thing it's not it's definitely not it's good, not for, good us. for the animals it's yeah. not
1: good for humans okay. um and well, i mean in, would you would you go back to eating meat if it was grown in a lab because this is one of the other discussions that sort of followed on from it mm-hmm. because i said i mean i have gone off meat so much now to the extent that i probably wouldn't eat it even if i got it from a butcher Mm, mm. but i do think you can't deny the nutritional value of meat. and as someone who's quite anemic anyway Mm, mm -hmm. having red meat in my diet would probably make me healthier Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. um i would quite happily eat meat grown in a lab Mm -hmm. from like stem cells yeah
0: yeah um personally i wouldn't but i have been um vegetarian now going on 10 years and i just became vegan at the beginning of the year so for me meat is so out of my diet mm. i just can't see myself really eating I, it yeah i
1: think i'll be vegetarian for the rest of mm, my life
0: exactly so that's but i that is a great kind of substitute mm. or kind of plan to say okay if you still want meat this is a way that we can do it sustainably. Mm. But also, you're still getting the nutrients that like you said, because red meat is very important for, like you said, a healthy, Like mm. not having it every day, that's ridiculous. It takes about a week for it to digest. So people yeah. say they have it every day. I'm like, supposed to have wow. it
1: twice a week, uh, max.
0: I was saying, wow, because you're yeah. not even letting it digest before you have another steak. So mm. that's just crazy in itself, mm. but definitely.
1: Yeah, because um, that's, yeah, because, I mean, people then use the argument, oh, if you grow it all in um, labs, mm-hmm. then what happens to the cows? And it's sort of like, well, You wouldn't have to have so many because cow farming takes up a ridiculous amount of land and water, and I don't really see the downsides of lab-grown meat. But these other people let the cows
0: have a happy life.
1: Exactly, and someone was like, "Oh, what would you have them as pets?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, why not? (laughs) Like, if if an animal doesn't have to suffer." Why not? I mean, we keep dogs as pets. That's like, the thing. You can still have a farm. People will that's still want to go and see cows.
0: It's still education. So, like, children will still go to farms and learn about yeah. animals and all that kind of thing. So it's not like, okay, if we can't eat the cow, then they're just going to be useless. Like, no, that's it's not the case. It's interesting as
1: well, because part of their other argument was, oh, it's genetically modified. And it's like, well, quite probably quite a lot of what you eat is genetically modified. and Exactly. I would rather have Genetically modified meat than put an animal through a horrendous amount of suffering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was an interesting discussion, and it is about compromise and it is. getting people to make swaps rather than giving things mm-hmm. up entirely. I think
0: that's it, that's exactly what it is. It's about limiting yourself, um, not indulging, mm. and like you said at the beginning, um, making sacrifices or compromises. And mm. um, one of the things about our societies that we're so selfish and mm. it kind of it makes sense to an extent but also it's like when we're put in this position you really can't just be thinking about yourself you have to be thinking about the bigger picture about the greater good yeah because yeah. nothing happens in a vacuum and so for you not to think about the world as a whole or and the greater good it's like why are you even kind of it's it just really doesn't make any sense yeah. to me personally but like one of the things that we've been saying is how like we're vegetarian and um vegan and so what else Al would you say that you do personally
1: um well I did a big blog post about this um I think it was in November last year oh yes you did I remember. Uh, it was called how we can all do better for the planet and um I think I, I would probably be quite a big hypocrite if I didn't do a lot of the things on my list. So um, I'm vegetarian. Mm -hmm. I would like to go vegan at some point in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, I could quite easily cut out milk. It's just cheese I think I'd struggle to get rid of, really. Mm -hmm. Like, I could handle having vegan ice cream and vegan Mm yoghurt and that sort of thing. And the spread that I use in my sandwiches is already vegan. Um, So I'm vegetarian. I... um, Always use public transport when I'm at university. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I use public transport quite a lot when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do I do? I make a point of not buying any plastic bottles, mm-hmm. so I will carry. I always carry my Chili's reusable water bottle, um, no matter where I go. Pretty much, it's always with me. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm out, I will either get a can of um, something which is quite easy to recycle Mm. or I will just get tap water or I'll just drink from my water bottle Mm -hmm. because our recycling system in this country is a bit of a joke. (laughs) There there aren't nearly enough public recycling places and I'd rather not chuck a plastic bottle into the bin if it can go in the recycling somewhere else at Mm. home. Um, My mum actually has just bought me a litter picker. She bought me a litter picker for my birthday because... (laughs) Whenever we go at walks at home, like go for walks at home, I'm always itching to pick up rubbish mm-hmm. because it's awful. People it just leave it they on do. the side of roads and stuff, and it's like, oh, who raised you? It's so true,
0: um, especially when you can see a bin. It's a stone throw away, but yet mm. there's a crisp packet or cigarette <sighs> butt on the floor. And it's
1: not just the wind that's blowing it away. Like people, my mum said she saw the other day someone just throw an entire McDonald's out of the window. What? onto the road and it, oh, oh it just humans gosh. infuriate me yes <laughs> um so i yeah i'd like to do countryside cleanups um mm-hmm. i would like to do a beach clean at some point in the future so these are all things that are like on my radar mm-hmm. um i try to use reusable um sanitary products where possible so i have a menstrual cup and i'm looking into buying some um cloth pads Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um because that's another thing that's really bad that's really great um period products are so bad for the environment
0: i know but then there's also the case of period poverty yeah so that whole i did actually hear
1: something good about that the other day um I don't know how long it's been in place, Mm -hmm. but um, in secondary schools and primary schools across the UK, there's now, by law, Mm -hmm. they have to have free period products. Which
0: is amazing. And I can't believe it's taken this long. I know. It's abhorrent how long it's been They should be free on the... They should
1: be on the National um, Health Service anyway, I think, Especially
0: because you can't help but have a period. Yeah. It's not like oh, okay, so we can, like, switch your button on our Yeah or Yeah. Oh, ovaries. we just
1: hold it in and then yeah. let it out at the more <laughs> convenient time. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: it's a, a real testament to free periods and, and that movement. And women's the, rights, I suppose. Yeah. Acknowledging that we can't mm-hmm.
1: do anything about our biology. And yes, you yeah. should be sympathetic. And yes, we should have access to it. Everyone should have access to it. Everyone should have the dignity... Well, as much as possible as
0: well not just for women mm. but for everyone should have the education mm. about periods so. yeah
1: so yeah that's another thing mm. i we went off on a bit of a feminist tangent there yeah. um, we can help ourselves nothing so wrong sorry. with that yeah. um so yeah peri- reusable period products and i try not to buy anything brand new so um that encompasses obviously i can't get away with doing that in terms of my supermarket shopping Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but I don't buy clothes brand new anymore I only shop in charity shops Mm -hmm. I don't tend to buy books Mm. um brand new anymore either I just get them from charity shops Mm -hmm. um because fast fashion is horrendously bad for the environment and also from sort of like a capitalist standpoint we just don't need it
0: No, we don't, we really don't.
1: It comes down to that self-control again Mm -hmm. is the same self-control that stops me from eating meat is the same self-control that when I walk into a shop, I almost recoil now because I'm like, oh, look at all of these clothes that people are going to buy that they don't need because adverts are telling them to, like, you just, we don't need it. We could survive on two or three outfits across a year if we wanted to. Like,
0: It's so true. And to be quite frank, um, shopping gives me a headache anyway, so yeah.
1: Try to shop. Shopping is yeah. way better for everyone involved. Yeah,
0: it really is. It really um, is. and like you were saying, we don't need that many clothes, and we don't wear half the clothes anyway. Exactly. So come on, people it's always nice want to, to get rid of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I um oh I also try and do a bit of upcycling where possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I fix things uh, rather than buying a new mm-hmm. one. It's
0: um, easy as well if you know how to sew. Luckily I would yeah. still have to sew So like Just like making Yeah sure, exactly like, Sew up a hole Or sew up a button all that Yeah kind of, exactly Sew a button yeah. back on
1: yeah. um, And there was one more I thought of a second ago Which has just evaded me It was something to do With clothes I'm sure Maybe it'll come back to me You You tell us what you're doing that's good yeah
0: so um like i was saying earlier on the episode i've been in vegetarian now for about 19 years and also vegan at the beginning of the year so that kind of thing um cutting down completely on meat and having a plant-based diet which has been really lovely and i can kind of see the changes as well not just in terms of um in, on an environmental standpoint but also um, for my health and how easy it is to kind of um live on a plant-based diet which is great mm. Uh, but don't get me wrong, I still know sugar, so <laughs> yeah. sugar isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but again, with the shopping as well, I try to buy um, things I need. So if I do have to get it new, it's things I absolutely need. Mm. So if like I like
1: pants and bras exactly, and stuff, you can't get those yeah. secondhand, exactly
0: that kind of thing. But no, I'm not frivolously going out shopping to Dorothy Perkins or HM mm. or something like that to get something I don't need because, mm. like you said, it's just no point really. Um, supermarkets again making sure I've got like my bag for life and things like that Oh yeah, not, bring, not buying a plastic bag yes that's yes. another thing mm-hmm. I
1: forgot mm-hmm. I've got reusable um, oh in fact that's, sorry to interrupt but yeah like, that's I have um, some reusable produce bags mm-hmm. and I also uh, I don't use cling film or tin foil anymore mm-hmm. I only use Tupperware or beeswax wrap yeah
0: that's really great and I know and I've seen you using mm-hmm. that and so now I've invested in some beeswax wrap <laughs> Beeswax Wax. wrap as well, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is great. Um, and then, um, again, I also put myself a metal bottle as well, which I carry with me everywhere. Uh, but uh, it's not chilies, no, <laughs> <laughs> I was not spending 25 pounds on a yeah, bottle. This is a Christmas, present. <laughs> exactly, that makes sense. Yeah, no, myself and I we went to Wilkinson's <laughs> and got. One for five pounds. So, yeah. guys, if you really want to start doing something for the environment, go down to Wilkerson's or kind of anywhere that does them for a little bit cheaper, and because it's investable, because it is really useful to mm. have it. Exactly, it really is. It's really great.
1: Yeah, if you're gonna buy a reusable water bottle mm. as well, it probably is better that you buy a metal one because mm-hmm. it's much easier to recycle than plastic. Exactly. But good on you, even if you are getting a plastic one because it's still reusable. That as
0: well. That yeah. as well. So every little helps. Yeah. Still, you can give yourself a powder bag and we actually
1: I've just remember there is something else that I want to try and start doing soon mm. which is I think they call it plan it's What's basically that? plastic yarn where you take oh. old plastic bags yeah. that you have um, and I think it would probably work for packaging like if you had any massive like a mattress yeah. say it got delivered in a big plastic bag you basically knot them all together and oh. you can make like sleeping mats out of it and oh. then you can go and give them to that, like homeless people yeah. you could use them if you were camping that's so, so good. it's like a way of upcycling yeah. essentially
0: oh what's it called again plan plan i like that. or
1: plastic yarn i think there's a lot of youtube tutorials ah, on it
0: that's yeah. very cool that's one of the things i do like about social media which is definitely not like not what we're talking about but just mm. how there's so much things that we can learn on social mm. media like you said like um up recycling and then making sleeping mats out of plastic that's really cool mm. i love that yeah, yeah and so just try to do my bit it is hard. Don't get me wrong. It's not always easy. Mm. But just knowing that I'm conscious about everything it's I'm doing. choices. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and it's my own choice. And so, it is. So, like, we're not saying you have to do this or that. Um, like, we're not really trying to break. We're not you. self-righteous. Yeah, exactly. We're not trying to berate you or being self-righteous. But it would be really lovely and really worthwhile if you did. Even if it's small steps at a time, that's mm. still great and you still should be like, oh, okay, so actually I'm not gonna buy meat uh, this month or I'm not gonna go shopping mm. or I'm not going to buy another plastic water bottle, I'm going to invest in a metal yeah. one or a plastic one um, so I can keep reusing it. Like all this all builds up and if you yeah. start doing it, maybe someone in your family will be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna mm. start doing it. And yes. then it's my the
1: mum now will, I mean, I hope it's carried on, but she basically, she thinks of me every time she goes to reach for the Kling film and it (laughs) stops her from doing it.
0: That's great, see? Things like that. Mm. So if you could be an example, even if it's a small amount to someone in your life, someone in your family, someone you work with, it will just be awesome and mm. great, and if we all do that, then we can get to this goal. Yeah. But also, I wanted to quickly touch on before we end the episode is about government and how. I was
1: about to say, and in the meantime, yeah. please, please, please harass our government. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are the only people who, could who can really do anything make about real it. change.
0: Exactly. Like it's all great for us as civilians to do our bit, but for us to get real instrumental change, it needs to be from our government. Sadly. Mm.
1: The lawmakers. Yeah.
0: And policy so. Makers. If we can keep writing to them, keep making these protests, keep putting our foot down and using our voice like...
1: As consumers as mm -hmm. well, particularly. Exactly.
0: Because uh, unfortunately, again, our world is a capitalist society, so it runs on money. So Mm -hmm. if we're saying we're not going to buy this anymore, they're going to have to fix up. Mm -hmm. It just has to be that way because then they won't be making any money, which is if we do look at it that way, we will get more done. it is a little bit, I don't know, kind of it's not like morally great to look at it that way but in order for us to get changed for the greater good we might have to look at that well way. that's
1: the thing with the whole extinction rebellion mm-hmm. things it's you have to do something drastic you have to mm-hmm, disrupt mm-hmm, everyday mm-hmm. life if you want people to listen yeah it's very true it's um very true. so you just have to keep speaking up and actually it's a lot of corporations as well that you have to keep bothering i think all the stuff that greenpeace do is great um, when they go and, like, spill fake blood outside oil companies <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and, like, drape their flag everywhere. I just, ah, oh, I love Greenpeace. They're my heroes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, energy companies could mm. choose to switch to renewables at any time. That's the thing, exactly. At any time, mm-hmm. but they won't because of profit.
0: That's another thing. Oh, it's way too expensive. But we're thinking in the long run...
1: Well it would you rather be... have money or would you rather be alive? Mm.
0: It's very really true. It's very really true. So these excuses that they're giving are just. And it's so like, well what good will, will money originals? be if
1: a, if you don't have a planet to spend Ooh, it on?
0: Exactly. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. So that was our episode for this month.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um it did take a little bit of a turn, but it needs to be talked about. So it does. At the end yeah. of the day I was sorry if it was a little bit upsetting, but it, <laughs> it does need to be talked yeah,
1: about. Yeah, I when I watched that David Attenborough documentary the other day, I did actually cry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Because I, it just feels so hopeless. But educate yourself, do what you can, and keep fighting.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Keep having the conversation. Yeah,
0: keep having the conversation. Find the confidence to talk about this with people who might not have the same views as you, but just get that discussion and dialogue open. And like we said before, um, keep in contact with your local MPs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for listening, guys. And this was our May episode. Yeah. According to us, it's a Girly Girls production. Girly Girls is an online platform for women creatives to showcase their voices through their art.